0: Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 36 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Kekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week, we watch an episode of the show, and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt James, and with me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Dave. Dave, how you doing today, bud?
1: I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm I'm uh, rehearsing a new show. I'm rehearsing the Series one act. So that's nice, always nice. fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, I. Uh, it's great. Something I realized about I realized this a few years ago about doing high school theater is that you really only need to do have like four years of repertory and then you can repeat if you want to. Right.
0: Because like no one in the school would have done it before.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of shows that we've done like two or three different times, just, you know, spaced out over the years. And I say to myself, I'm like, oh, can I do sure thing again? Like, no, I can't do it yet, but I can like, I can do it next year. And then I can, you know, then I'll have to wait another few years before I can do sure thing again. Nice,
0: nice. Uh, You know what else is nice, Dave? Episode 36 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. It is called, and this is a mouthful of a title, The Suspicious Exhaust Purging Operation. (laughs) Uh, But of course, before we get into that, Dave, as always, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week?
1: Our first star of the week, Matt, is Baby Watch. your regular broadcast of the Super Sentai Brothers to bring you a breaking news update. Baby Watch. So anyways, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, and this is pretty wild because the twins just turned three.
0: You You know what's really dangerous about them just turning three? Hmm. Is that... I feel like we're going to have to retire Baby Watch and ret- replace it with, like, Toddler Watch.
1: Toddler Watch? Are really? Like, they're not even toddlers anymore. Uh, yeah, like, like, we just... held on to Baby Watch too long. Now it's just, like, Kid Update? I don't know. Um,
0: kid but it is... Update.
1: <laughs> it can't, I'll just, yeah.
0: Kid Update.
1: They can't all just be updates. We'll have to come up with a snappier title than that. But what we are... I uh, feel like
0: they're all either update or watch. Because there's baby watch and trailer watch. Trailer watch. 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 And Uh, then commute update. Commute update. Commute!
1: Update!
0: Used to be bus update. Ah, those were oh, the that's days. Right. Bus updates. Oh.
1: So, anyways, uh, there's actually there's kind of too much stuff to talk about. To be honest, like this is they're just they're doing so much stuff so fast that like it's I my head is spinning all the time. About the new stuff that they're doing. Um, so like the other day, like they're telling jokes now, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not incredible jokes, but they're not bad jokes either. Um, and they are completely, okay. So like the other day, we're in the car. Uh, Buddy Bear says like, I want to listen to the gunk song. And I was like, the, what? The gunk song? Right. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean the gunk song? And I said, can you sing it? Like, can you tell me how it goes? He says, no, I can't. And I say, well, let me like let me call Beth. So I call Beth and I was like, he says he wants to listen to the gunk song. Does that mean because like, you know, they develop their own titles for these for songs. Sure, sure. They're not checking the liner notes. Yeah. And she just says, I have no idea. Like, I do not know what this song is. So I turn around and I'm just like, well, Bud, like could we sing it? And he says, no, I want to listen to it. I say, but I don't think that's a song, man. Like there's no, like probably there is, but like, I don't know a gunk song. And I take a second. I'm like, did you make this song up?
0: And he looks at me
1: and he says, no, I make it down. And like that. And then he was upset that he couldn't listen to it. But like, That's a pretty decent joke, right? Like, I didn't make it up. I made it down. Boom. Gotcha, old man. (laughs) Ah,
0: Gotta be a little quicker Um, on your feet to keep up with this kid.
1: Yeah, and then he was deeply aggrieved that, like, a recording of this song that he had made up and did not know how to sing didn't exist for him to listen to. So uh, I just sang a little bit of a gunk song that I made up, and I said, was that a good gunk song? And he said, yeah, like, that was... That was good. Okay. That was
0: a good gun Well, song. so long, crisis averted.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, they just turned three, and we had a uh, we had a birthday party for them, which is very cool. It's a very nice and time. And They are both. This is the wild thing. They are both now like well and fully potty trained. Like they just don't wear diapers anymore, um, and it was such a strange. There's been like a lot of stuff like this, like when they stopped, uh, when they stopped drinking out of bottles. Mm-hmm. Like they were sort of slowly having less and fewer and fewer bottles and more and more regular food, and then like one day it was just like, oh, you don't have bottles anymore. Like that's just like a giant chore that I no longer have to deal with. And now they're potty trained, and they sort of were like weaning and weaning and like you know using fewer and fewer diapers and fewer and fewer accidents and they, they still wear a diaper uh, like overnight sure but uh yeah they just don't wear di- like i just don't have to change diapers anymore it's amazing that's,
0: that's magical
1: yeah it is it's like pretty incredible just in terms of like time savings like they just go and they just say like i gotta use the potty and i'm like knock yourself out bud like <laughs> have you a know blast it is yeah, they just sort of like go and use the potty and then come back. They're still working out uh, wiping. They're still getting, still getting that one down. Well, you know, as very, you said,
0: it's a process.
1: It's a process. the The problem is like like all three year olds. They're very eager to do things themselves.
0: Ah, uh, I and, see. Uh,
1: yeah, like it's just it's a little bit of a delicate operation for a, sure, for a three-year-old. sure, sure. So. But like if you don't let them participate in some way they get like really upset. So I'm like, "All right, here's the deal. Uh I'll I'll do the first one and then you do a double check wipe just to make sure like everything's cool." And they're like, "All right, good." Like, "I have I have a very important job." Right,
0: you you've given will, me agency over this.
1: Right, I will do the double check wipe. So, anyways, that's baby. Boy. Like, man, they're crazy. Like, they're just running around and like doing stuff. And uh, oh my gosh, uh, Sugar Bean learned she sounded on her first word. I didn't. I don't think I told you about this. Really? She sounded on her first word. It's, it's ham. Uh, from Green Eggs and Ham. We well, don't, like, sure. We don't. Yeah, we don't. Let. I just wanted to be clear that like we don't consume so much ham that it was my five child's like first word that she read. It's because we read Green Eggs and Ham a lot. But she looked at the front. And she saw and she was like, that a ha, huh. And that a ah, and that a mmm. And I was like, that's right. Yes, it is. That could just like, let's just put all those together. And she was like, ham. Hey, hey, and I was like, Why? You just read your first word. It was on the night of her third birthday. It was
0: very cool. That's very cool.
1: It is. So that's all this uh wild, insane stuff that these two uh, tiny humans that I take care of are are doing, um, so it's wild and fun um, and cool. So what, Matt is our second star of the week.
0: Well, Dave, I don't have kids, so I've been playing a lot of video games.
1: <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Uh, I actually been playing a little video game. I mentioned uh, I've been playing Outer Worlds.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you mentioned that on the the last episode because we missed. Uh, we didn't have an episode last oh, week. That's right. Um. So yeah, uh, after you mentioned that the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass thing was like a buck for three months, I also picked it up. Dude. Yeah, it's a good deal. Outer Worlds, as you mentioned, on there. Great game.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really fun.
0: Um, It's really weird because there are parts of it that like, if if you are unfamiliar with this game, it's made by the same team that did like the original Fallout games and Fallout New Vegas. And you can really tell that a lot of like time and care went into the, all like the dialogue stuff. And like mm-hmm. the story stuff in a way that has not happened, that didn't happen in Fallout 3 and 4. But you can also tell that it's a much smaller team and that like did not have as much like uh, development budget because you're like, oh, I should be able to jump on that rock. Like, no, you can't, uh, you, you cannot jump cannot, on that rock. Yeah. Like, this yeah, world think, is a lot smaller than it looks.
1: As I've been playing it, yeah, like the world, there are a number of things that like the world is just smaller. And I keep sort of wanting the game to be larger to like really like open up and expand. In that, because you know, like Fallout and Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls games are sort of like that, right? They're, like, they're kind of narrow in the first like couple hours, and then you sort of like hit a plateau and just everything spreads out all at once, right?
0: And that that does not seem to really happen in Outer Worlds, but right, I keep game. waiting
1: for it, and it's not going to happen, which is fine. I think, honestly, it's probably better for me at my life right now. Uh, but I just, like, it's a weird little, like, little, like, mind trick that keeps happening with me.
0: Uh, you know what is a weird, enormous game that is also on the, uh, Xbox Game Pass?
1: Mm, am I gonna wanna know this?
0: Um, well, okay, it's, it's not an enormous game in the same way.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Uh, it is Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night. Uh, and I it, don't- if,
1: Is that that Sherlock Holmes game?
0: No, 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 if, There is a Sherlock Holmes game. There is a Sherlock Holmes game, but this is not it. I, okay. uh, I don't know what that game is. Um, so I guess, I assume there's a Sherlock Holmes game, but this is not it. Uh, if the cadence of this title is familiar to you, uh, it's because it is, it is a Metroidvania game, uh, that is made by the same dude who made Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh! And a couple, and a couple of subsequent, uh, Castlevania games. I think he did the DS games. Um. Okay. And, like, he is the guy who, like, made the best Castlevania games, uh, for you know, it, it, the games that are generally accepted to be the best ones, like you know, people are fans of other games in the series, but like, uh, what's his name? Something Iga, Iga something because uh, people call the ones that he made EGA Vanias.
1: I didn't even know that, but yeah, Castlevania Symphony of the Night rules, yeah. So, this is not okay, so you're not Alucard or anything, no, no, because this, world, this is like... not
0: a um, it is not a Castlevania game because he does not work for Konami anymore. Uh, This is a game that was actually uh, funded by a Kickstarter. It was, or rather, rather, like, the original development was funded by a Kickstarter, and then eventually they hooked up with a publisher. Um, Like, they got, like, five and a half million dollars out of this Kickstarter to make this game. And so what it is, is that, like, the, the creator of Symphony of the Night got together a bunch of the old crew and then hired some new people to, like, fill in the gaps, and they just made a game that is so clearly a spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night that sometimes I'm playing it and I forget that it's not a Castlevania game. Because, <laughs> like, like, no, like, the map is the same. The level designs are the same. Like, honestly, there are parts of the game where I'm playing it and I'm thinking, like, dude, honestly... Like, I
1: definitely played this bit.
0: Like, like they did yeah. just... And then there are other bits where, like, man, this could... this I, They could have actually gone a little, like, more creative with this, but they they're... They got five and a half million dollars to just make more Castlevania Symphony of the Night, so they're being very faithful to that. And it's like, (laughs) dude, if you like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and really, who doesn't? Like, boy, this is a good, fun game. Uh,
1: Well, that's... So I beat uh, Crackdown 3, and I beat it. And aside from the fact that like the end fight was not at all interesting, uh, it was the exact same way. It was like, this is very definitely the next... More of that game, and I liked it, and I still like it. So I have to check that out. That sounds great. Yeah. It's... Do you still are you like getting equipment? Oh, dude. And is it all named after like Lord of the Rings stuff you, on the slot? You are
0: getting. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of Lord of the Rings. The Fist of Tulkas was in there. That was the one I was gonna bring up
1: because it was so. It was like a real deep, weird Lord of the Rings <laughs> cut, especially in like 1996 or whatever uh, that game came seven, out.
0: Seven, I think.
1: Wow, I just threw a number out there. Oh boy, howdy. That game is twenty-two years old.
0: Yeah, dude, 97 was a great game, great uh, great year for games. Um, if it was 97. That that was a great period for games. But this, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of like goofs and gags on it. This is just a straight up recommendation. If you like Metroidvania's, uh and you specifically like one. uh Symphony of the Night, check this one out. Because the thing is that, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night was a pretty big game for the PS1, but it's been 20 years, and so they can make them bigger, and there's a lot of game in this game.
1: Mmm, that does sound appealing.
0: You capture people's, like, soul... You capture, like, monster soul shards and bind them to yourself, and then you get... I
1: love love doing stuff like that. And you get
0: powers based on what they were, and the crazy thing is that like every single one of the monsters in the game speaking
1: my language here. Has
0: a soul shard associated with it. And some of them are really good and some of them are kind of useless, but like they all have one. So you can like really customize what you're doing. There's a gun. You can just have a pistol and like make your own ammo out of like gemstones that have like thunder damage attached to them. It's it's it is a very fun game. Some of the boss fights are a little, like, weird difficulty-wise. But, like, generally speaking, a really solid game. Highly recommended. Nice. Uh, Anyway, what is our third star of the week?
1: So our third star of the week, Matt, is that uh, Beth and I, mostly... Beth, uh, we are continuing the great purge of our stuff. And it is... Like, it's insane. Like, I don't know. I would swear to you... That someone... this is not true. That someone is like sneaking new stuff into my house. Well, I mean, i not. Your looking. kids
0: did just have a birthday. They got a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, they did, but like, thankfully, most of their stuff is fairly compact, except for the very cool crane that you got. Though it's a
0: very good crane.
1: It is. It's a very very good crane. We have thrown away since the beginning of summer, Matt. This is not a joke. I think we actually started before summer. We have thrown away probably. Thrown away, given away, you know, donated, like whatever, whatever, like, yeah. Reddit, right, it uh, right. I would say thirty-five, maybe as many as forty garbage bags full of of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. It's an it's an insane amount of stuff. On and I, and there's still stuff is the thing. There's still stuff. I don't, and it's just like I think again the you know like you just have a house right, and then you look at something and you're like oh maybe I'll I'll have this, and then it just gets put in a closet somewhere and then you just have it, and uh and and I just don't. So it's so good. So it's first of all it feels amazing. So, it feels so good. So here's
0: the question, Dave. Yo, you've been the the Great Purge has now been going on for like a year now, right? Yeah, and you have. A number of people in your home and all of those people are either like directly bringing things in or, you know, they are the the reason that things are being brought to your home, right?
1: Yeah, in theory.
0: So at what point do you mentally make the shift from calling it the Great Purge as though it is a thing you are doing now to just recognizing the fact that constantly trying to get rid of stuff is just your new status quo?
1: Okay, I, here's the thing. I feel like there has to be, like, at some point, there will be a baseline. Like, we have to plateau at some point, right? Like, eventually, we will run out of stuff. I mean, you've been saying that. Yeah, well, Matt, I'm holding out hope. Uh, <laughs> because otherwise, like, you know. um. So I feel like once the plateau is over, then it will just be like, you know we're we're sort of balancing. I feel like you personally are in a pretty sweet spot. We've got a, the right the right amount of stuff. Not too much. Not too little. You've got stuff for the things that you want. Anyways, I just I'm consistently blown away by by how much stuff we're still getting rid of. Now, to be fair, a lot of this is like baby clothes. Sure. You know, it's like you have it you have it you have it and then you have to sort through it all cuz it's like, well, that's too small or or whatever. And so we're getting rid of a lot of stuff in in that vein. But uh but there's still a a ton of stuff, man. But I think I think Kondo-sama would be proud. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about it. That's just listen, man, this is just me getting into gear. This is just is that getting into gear? Shifting into a lower gear if you're getting rid of more. St-
0: I don't know. I mean, hey, man, that's that's all the gears are valid.
1: All the gears are very good and valid.
0: Um, anyway, that's Matt, the thing, that's the thing our... about getting into gear there's a lot of gears. Like even even useful. reverses a gear. They're all good gears. Just just that's you know, good... pick one purposefully and get into it.
1: Matt. That was a really, that was surprisingly deep. I feel like we should have come up with that earlier in the year. Well, you know, sometimes uh, these
0: things take a while to... Uh, you got to percolate. Yeah.
1: So what? Uh, what's our first story of the week, man? Uh, we got to
0: start thinking about what our uh, what our 2020 motto is going to be.
1: Well, it's a little bit funky because we're not anywhere close to being done with Car Ranger.
0: I mean, can, can, and I, can our 2020 motto just be please register to vote?
1: Yeah, that's a real good one. <laughs> That's a very very good one. Just please register to vote. (laughs) Uh, We got we got another (laughs) one. What? Uh Oh, Boy, what is our fourth (laughs) star of the week? Fourth
0: star of the week, Dave is um. uh, This is also sort of video game related, but it's also it's mostly podcast recommendation uh, related. Is I like. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of video game podcasts. Like, I like video games, but I'm not, like, video game podcasts is not, like, a huge part of my podcast listening uh, diet, if you will. Yeah, let's see. Uh, but my favorite video game podcast is a show that has been, like, off and on in production and mostly in hiatus for the last few years. They've just come back and done, like, a Game of the Year episode, like a like three-hour-long Game of the Year episode once a year. Uh, and not really put out episodes other than that. And that is a show that used to be associated with Polygon. Uh, and it's called The Besties. Have you ever listened to this show, Dave? Or have I ever recommended uh, it to you?
1: I have not. Okay. You may have mentioned it to me, but not on the on the show. So
0: The Besties is um, uh, uh, Justin and Griffin McElroy. Um, because the, the show started when they were still associated with Polygon. Um, did, actually, did he still
1: do the, Best Idea Ever? Or Best Game Idea?
0: No, he hasn't done that in a while. Uh,
1: oh, just, did they ever take any of your John Cena suggestions? They
0: did not, sadly. Like, I don't even remember what they were, but they were all very good.
1: That's a crime.
0: Um, but the the, the besties it, it actually predated Polygon. Like in the fifth or sixth episode of the Besties, they talk about starting Polygon. So, like that is sort of the vintage of this show. Uh, so it's the uh, two of the three McElroy brothers, and then um, uh, two guys from Polygon, uh, Russ Fruhstic and Chris Plant. And the, the hook of the show is that it is a best-of-the-year video game podcast, but it goes all year. So, like, every week they talk about the new games that had come out that week, decide what was the best game of the week, and then decide if that, is, if that, like, takes the place of the current best game of the year.
1: Oh! Right? That's a very good idea for a podcast. It is. And,
0: like, it's just a really fun show, but I never really listened to it. Back when it was in its heyday, so I never really listened to it when it was a weekly show. But it is now coming back as a weekly show again for the first time in a good while, and I'm really excited about it coming back. Um, it's weirdly it's going to be only on Spotify, but like not the version of Spotify that you have to pay for. Um, okay, dig I, I it. think that like Spotify is paying them to do it, so that is why it is getting done. So I'm not mad about the fact that I have to like listen to it on a different free app, but. Uh, So I got excited about the fact that it's coming back, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to the back catalog of this show, because I really like it, and there's a ton of it that I've never heard. But what's really interesting about it is that it goes back to, like, 2012. So I'm listening to all of these, like, really interesting discussions and debates about what the game of the week was in, like, some week in 2012, trying to remember, like, oh, right, that's when Mass Effect 3 came out.
1: Oh man, I forgot, I forgot about the Mass Effect series. Yeah, that was a good. That was mostly a very good series, dude. Uh, speak. Have you been listening to? You probably have the new season of the Adventure Zone. I have. Yeah. The premise for the. Sorry, uh, if for some reason you're not listening to the Adventure Zone, you should be. Um, it is hosted by the Internet's other funny brothers, the McElroy brothers, um, who are so. Good, it makes me furious. Um, the premise of this show, it's like it's a fantasy world, and it's they're playing d and d, <laughs> and the heroes and villains are effectively professional wrestlers.
0: yeah, basically. And like,
1: you're employed a villain and a hero are employed by a city to like stage spectacular battles for like the entertainment of the populace. And that's so brilliant. I just like I don't even I'm just mad. Like, I'm angry about it because it's so good. And, like, I would play that game
0: also. You know what's weird is that they are making a, like, the the Adventure Zone, the, the first series of the Adventure Zone, the Balance Arc, they are making a game so that you can play in that world, which on one hand is interesting. Like, they are teaming up with, like, a game studio to make a, like, the Adventure Zone game. But the weird thing is, like, in that game, they played D&D. That's already yeah, a game you can, you can already play. just and I mean, I, I, I think that it will be, like, you know, focused on the sort of the world that they created and using different rules. But, like, there was a moment when I first read that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Wait, hang on a second. What's actually <laughs> happening here? Are you just trying to sell me D&D again? Because I've got those books.
1: I do, although Eberron just came out. Very exciting.
0: Do love me some Eberron. Uh... Anyway, Dave, so that's the fourth star of the week. Listen to the besties. It's very fun. Um, it's, and also, if you want to go back and listen to the old episodes, it's a nice walk down video game memory lane. Uh, would you like to hear a fifth star? I sure would. Dave, I, I used to be a member of the local YMCA.
1: Yes. Um, weirdly expensive, I find the
0: YMCA to uh, be. Weirdly expensive, but it's the only place around here that has a pool. Yeah, like, and like, swimming is the only thing, the only exercise I've ever liked or been good at. So like, if I want to have access to a pool, the YMCA is basically my only option. Um, and so I had joined the YMCA, and then I found myself not going to the pool as often as I should have. And then my debit card expired, and that was the card on file for my account. And so they terminated my account because I hadn't been paying because my debit card was uh, expired. And I thought, you know what, that's fine. I wasn't really going anyway, but recently I have been feeling a little, uh, a a little sluggish. And I'm like, you know, I really need to, I need to get back into doing some sort of exercise. And so I called the YMCA and I said, listen, I know I didn't pay you. Like I stopped paying you in June. Like what's it going to take for me to get back into the YMCA? And they said, well, we've actually got a good deal going right now. So basically you'll just have to like pay going forward and like, pay back the last month that you should have paid before, but you won't have to, like, pay to sign back up again. Because there, normally there's, like a, like, a pretty hefty, um, like, account creation fee. And that's being waived right now. And, like, the monthly fee is actually a little discounted as well. And I said, that's great. They said, here's the thing. To do it, because joining and interacting with any gym is weirdly complicated, you have to come into the YMCA. We can't do it over the phone.
1: Oh my god, just... I know. Why is this? Why is this like a universal thing with gyms? Well... Even the even the DMV takes debit cards now.
0: Well, I mean, they took my debit card. I think the issue was that, like, they needed me to sign something. Ugh. Um. Anyway, so I was like, that's not a huge deal. I know you guys are open on the weekends, so I can come in on, like, Saturday. And, like, Saturday after Thanksgiving, that's, like, just when the deal is starting. I can come in then and then uh, everything will be cool. I think I actually went, no, it was the week before, but they were starting the deal earlier, so they told me over the phone. So I show up on Saturday at like 4.30 p.m., and they're like, great, we would love to sign you up for the YMCA. Uh, So I filled out all the paperwork, and I was talking to them, and I'm handing them my debit card, and they're working on their computer, and they say, oh, crap, actually, I'm, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but our central business office is closed right now. So we can't process your application. And also, because dealing with gyms is always terrible, always, um, you can't just leave this stuff here and let us process it on Monday. You have to come back next week.
1: Awesome. So just I say... Such a great... This is the most insane business model. Like, I just... I don't understand how the gyms are still in business with this... Well, like, Dave, nobody the, the else reason, The reason that like
0: it this. works is because it's equally difficult to cancel. <laughs> uh so once they get you they've got you at least until your debit card expires um so i'm like okay i'll come back next week all throughout the week i completely forget the next saturday rolls around and i was like oh gosh i'm free now it's like 1 30 p.m like i can swing in now while it's still early before their business office closes and i can sign up then So I roll in, they say, hi, happy to have you, welcome back to the YMCA. I start filling out the paperwork, and they say, ooh, bad news, though. Business office is closed. So so I'm like, okay, I'm here fairly early right now. When does your business office close? Apparently, on Saturdays, the answer is noon. (laughs) What? So another week goes by. I finally go back this past Saturday at, like, 11.30, and I'm filling out the paperwork and looking at the people who are tip-tap-tapping on their computers. I'm like, you've got to hurry this up because I am not going to deal with this another week. Like, please have this processed before the end of this hour. Um, And they did. So I... I, I, It's all... it It was just a lot, Dave. It was just a lot. And I feel like... I'm kind of glad that it was that much of a pain in the neck because now... After having gone through all of that headache, if I don't go to the gym and, like, swim, then I have not only wasted the money, I have wasted, like, three Saturday errands.
1: I think this is actually why gyms, like, this is why they're so expensive. Like, they, it's like hazing, yourself, are hazing yourself to go to the gym. But, I mean, if it's effective, rock
0: it. Yeah, so I went to the pool yesterday, and now I feel terrible. I mean, good, like, you know, good, terrible. Like, it's all sore, but, like, it should be because it's exercise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, that, Dave, that is it for the five stars. We are going to take a break. We are going to watch episode 36 of Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Uh, Once again, it was called The Suspicious Exhaust Purging Operation. It It was written by Yoshio Urasawa. Original air date was November the 1st, 1996. And we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. This episode is incredible. Very good, extremely good. Very stupid, but in a it's way, just,
1: yeah, it, it's a real, real dumb episode. But I did love it.
0: Well, okay, we we will, boy, we will get to that. Uh, okay, so we start off, and Dapu is in the headquarters, and he is doing computers. Well, <laughs> oh wait, no, he's not. Up, he's not up, there yet. Real sorry.
1: Quickly. Yeah, sorry, there is a, there's a brief recap, and we find out a piece of very interesting information. So they recap that, like, oh, Signal Man is here because he's mad that his ki- about his kid. Could he inhaled this gas, and now he's a bad guy and all this stuff. We find out the full extent of what this evil gas has done. Here's what it did. There's evil gas. It's on Planet Police. Here's what the gas did. It gave the kids a sore throat.
0: And cancelled sports day. I mean, Dave, that, that, that sports day was very important to Signal Man.
1: It what that's it. For this, Signal Man is willing to change sides to the Bozoak and kill the Car Rangers. Now, there is some additional influence going on here, but like this like that's as bad as it got. Sore throat, cancelled sports day, murder the Car Rangers.
0: So Dabu is He has, like, this satellite dish set up outside. He's got a computer plugged into the satellite dish. And I think he's plugged their, like, car navi, like, GPS thing into the satellite to, like, boost its detection powers. And he's saying, like, listen, I know that their cars and their robots are all powered by car magic. And then he mentions that they're also powered by VRV energy.
1: Uh, Uh, Was it energy or technology?
0: Uh, I thought he said energy, but like
1: either way, he's like, "This is I know. This is these are exhaust-free cars, right, emissions-free, totally fine."
0: So, like, so he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's got he's got some computers pointed at Planet Police, which is, if I can remind you, is a trinary planet system that look like when you look at them in the right angle, a, like a red, blue, and yellow one, look like a traffic light. It's extremely good. Um. And so he figures it out, because he's, he's examining this exhaust, because he knows it's got to be something weird. He's like, oh my gosh, I've got it. He runs in, he tells the car rangers, like, car rangers, listen, I have figured this out. The gas is brainwashing gas. So Signal Man has breathed in this gas, and he has been brainwashed to turn to the side of evil this is the problem. Right. And they're like, well, what about the kids? And it's like, aha, see, they've also breathed in the gas oh my gosh, this and is they so... have all been brainwashed to think that they have sore throats. So, <laughs> so they're not, they don't even have the sore throats.
1: I love the logic that it cannot just be a gas that both brainwashes, as long as you're inventing brainwashing gas, that it cannot be both a brainwashing gas and and a sore throat gas. It is, it is only brain... This is like a weird workaround. Like, well, we only have brainwashing gas, but we're trying to get to sore throat. Just make them think they have a sore throat. You know,
0: I mean, it, it, it gets you there. It gets you to the same place, practically speaking.
1: So what they're, <laughs> they're trying to figure out is like, okay, well, who did this? Like,
0: well, could it have been the uh, Bozoak? It couldn't have been and the it, Yeah, Immediately, they're like, no, it could not have been the Bozoak. They're no, way too dumb is, for this.
1: Yeah, this is entirely too like
0: smart for them. The other thing they're trying to figure out is now that we know what's wrong, how do we cure Signal Man? Yeah, because like it's not like we can't just convince him to stop fighting us. That that is no longer on the table. We need to figure out how to unbrainwash him, and then he'll just be on our side again.
1: Yeah. So uh, we jump from there up to uh, the BB Saloon, and we see Signal Man and Zanat, and they are flirting real hard. Signalmans Man's is like, Ms. Zanet, we should be together. I'll divorce my wife. Like, this is great. Then there's a weird thing they have. Like, President Gynamo comes over. Right. It, and he seems to be encouraging this. I didn't quite catch it. It was very
0: weird. So, yeah, it's weird. In my notes, originally, I wrote, President Gainamo is not happy about this. And then I had to cross that out because President Gainamo is happy about this. But what I think is actually happening is that he He knows that Zanet is, like, using... is, like, charming Signalman into being on their side.
1: Okay, so he's just... He's trying to honeypot Signalman. Right. With God... Okay, yes, this all makes sense. So, uh, Zelmoda and uh, Inventor Grotch are there. They're like, all right, what's the new... What's the plan? And Inventor Grotch, or President Gynamo says, here's what we're gonna do. No, it is, Grotch. He says, here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna send... Because he's like, it can't be Signal Man to fight again. Like, we got to, who's going to go fight? Right. And it is BB Koya,
0: the Bozoak's best gardener. Now, Signal Man Which... and I are very skeptical about this.
1: Yeah, it seems weird. It does seem to me that a reckless, like, biker gang from. Sp- it's weird to me that they have a gardener. I mean, I guess they had a bug collector too, so whatever. But, like,. I feel like they veered real hard away from the theme of being, like, a biker gang.
0: (laughs) I mean, the Bozo are just a very, you know, welcoming group. If you're a space weirdo who doesn't like rules, it doesn't matter what your hobbies are.
1: you're down. He's an outlaw gardener.
0: So Signalman is like, how is this even going to work? You are a gardener. They are superheroes. And we see this fantasy sequence of Bibi Koya. He's like, no, here's what's going to happen. I'm gonna get him to come attack me, and then I'm gonna throw these. We're seeing like this whole scene play out. I'm gonna throw these seeds at him, and then I'm gonna water the seeds, and the seeds will like cause flowers and vines to sprout all over the Car Rangers. And I'm thinking, okay, evil flowers gonna I don't know like wrap them up or something. Now they're
1: trapped. No, that's
0: not it at all. The flowers are just very attractive to space bees.
1: Oh my! This is, this is I think the best plan. This is this is my new top favorite plan that the Bozo have come up with. Um, <laughs> then everyone's just like, "Yep, sounds sounds yeah." Good. Sure. I mean, awesome. if you if you I can get a it. hold
0: of some space bees, then let's do this thing.
1: So we go. Oh, by the way, there, Signal Man
0: you- is a visibly drunk in this scene. Oh, like he tries to like uh, get up from the bar to say like yes this is a good idea and he's like stumbling around and slurring his words because he has been hanging out in the BB saloon for a while.
1: So we go back from there to uh, Dapu and he's researching and he's now now he's researching like how can we save signal? Right. Now, and all of a sudden he's just he's just, figured he's just doing
0: computers. You're seeing numbers go across the screen. He's tip tip tacking on the keyboard. I. <laughs>
1: I'll never get tired of like Super Sentai hacking, which is just it's just a video of it's just a cartoon of numbers, right? <laughs> then, um, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait, I've got it! I know how to purge the gas." And I'm thinking to myself, "It is, it is got, it's got to be a fart." Like he's going to figure <laughs> out something to make Signal Man just do a real big fart, and that's how he's going to get out of it. It's not a fart. It is in fact a burp. He right. Shows up, he shows out to everybody. He's like, "Guys, have got it," and they say, "Like, what's the what's the plan?" And he holds out a soda, and he's like, "We will get Signal Man to drink this soda, and then he will burp, and then when he burps, all the gas will come out." And all the pictures are like, "That's a terrible plan." Like, that can't
0: possibly be the solution. That's it's just stupid. It's too stupid then, to be the right answer.
1: It's too stupid and simple. And then Dapu's like, hey, I've got a new plan. Why don't you all shut up and I'll follow my awesome plan about this soda? And then the ranger was all like, oh, yeah, I guess we will. And this is just your weird weekly reminder that all the rangers take orders from, like, a, a nine-year-old.
0: Again, like a weird we don't nine-year-old know, magic know how old Dapu space. is. But what, what I really like about this scene... Is that what Dabu says to them is, it doesn't matter how stupid it is if it works. And I was like, you know what? That is like the thesis of this episode and this entire show. Like, like all of Car Ranger can be boiled down to that sentence. Like, it doesn't matter if it's stupid so long as it works. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It doesn't matter that this show is stupid. Because it really works. Because
1: it does really work. Listen, man, if it's stupid and it works, it ain't stupid. As the uh, as the old saw goes, so uh, they get a Bozoak alert, and they're like, "All right, let's." They suit up and they hench in and they roll out, and um, and they show up to where Bibi Koya is. And at first, this is playing out exactly how Bibi Koya right. had imagined. It's, it's literally
0: just the footage from his like fantasy of how this was going to go earlier. Until Bibi Koya throws the seeds at them, and then the car rangers it's- just dodge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, imagine, like, I, I've never been in a fight. I don't know how to fight. But I've seen a lot of movies where people fight. And so I have this, like, I have this thought in my head that I know is wrong. But I'm like, oh, yeah. I know how a fight is supposed to go. If I got in a fight, this is what I would do. And I would win and look really cool. But if I ever right, got in a fight, is... I would just get punched in the nose and fall over. And that is what's happening to him right now.
1: There's... <laughs> That's a very excellent analogy. Yeah, BB Koya has watched a lot of movies about how this would go down. Uh so they just get out of the way. Now, it seems like that's fine, but the problem is, is that the seeds are now on Pegasus Dragon Thunder Rider. The two the cars they have.
0: We should have at some uh, point learned the names of these remember. two cars.
1: I bet you I won't. Uh so Then they they sprout like the the seeds sprout and there's flowers all over the cars and the rangers at first are like this is this is weird but seems fine like I'm not
0: right like it's not it's not killing us right now so I'm not happy about it but let's just see how this goes and so the bees show the space bees do show up and when we say space bees Dave do you want to describe because they're not just like they could have just been little cartoon bees or like little like toy bees that were attached to uh like fishing line and like whipped around. That's not what we have.
1: No, these are like these are like Pokemon bees. These are like not bee drills, but like yeah,
0: or they're they're like uh they're like a bee enemy from like a Mega Man game.
1: Yeah, that's somewhere somewhere sort of in between in between that. And uh but there's a bunch of them. And at first I'm like, "Well, this also doesn't seem to be a problem cuz you can't Like, you can't be sting a car. Uh, Apparently, I'm wrong about that, because you definitely can, because the rangers are like, oh, no, these space bees are going to sting our car, and then they're going to be covered in in space bee stings, and we see sort of like a uh, terrifying image where they're just covered in like big, like like, big bumpy... Like welts? Welts? It's very weird. Uh, Uh, But I mean, listen,
0: these cars are alive. They look like cars, but maybe they can be stung by bees.
1: I mean, Transformers in that sense are also alive, but like... Dave...
0: I don't know that they're... It doesn't matter how stupid it is, so long as as it works. works.
1: So, (laughs) So, um, the Rangers are like, okay, well let's, we gotta, we gotta save our cars.
0: So, like, they, they start pulling the flowers and the vines off of the cars. And they're getting harassed by the bees. But, like, the bees aren't attacking them. So, it's annoying, but they're doing okay. They manage to get the bees away from the car. The bees start coming for them. They just, like, pull out... Oh, the bees have, like, little, like, laser stings as well, which is fun. They, they try to shoot the bees with their laser pistols. They're their, their auto blasters. But, like, they're, they're big bees, but they're still, like, little bee things. Like, it's hard to hit a flying, moving target like that. Until they plug their car navvies into their pistols and then just, like, homing laser them and they blow up immediately. Like, this this fight is super not going the way that BB Koya thought it was going to.
1: Yeah, so they, uh, just real quickly, then they, they get the flowers off the cars and then BB Koya just orders the bees to attack. Which they do... Which makes me feel like the seed thing was, like, a really unnecessary step. Well,
0: I mean, it's un- and maybe it's unnecessary to you, Dave, but you don't have as deep of a passion for gardening as Bibi Koya does.
1: I mean, I, gu- I guess. Maybe he needed the flowers to get the bees there, and then once they were there, they're just, like, very amenable bees. Amenable but also evil sure. bees. So, anyways, that this is starting to roll gear up, and then Signalman arrives. Yeah, <laughs> and Red Race is just like, "Oh, everybody, stop! We know the plan." And he just like busts over. Signalman's about to hit him. He's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Stop!" Would you like this soda?
0: And Signalman and stops Signalman... like in his tracks and looks at him like. Wait, do I want this soda? What's happening right now? Like it,
1: it's incredible because it almost works. Like, he's so nonplussed. <laughs> Kyosuke just be like, D- let's stop. Would you like this refreshing beverage, former friend? Uh, now, it does not work. It does not work. Signalman sort of like, after a moment, sort of like reconnoiters and then just punches Kioski in the face. Right. Uh, and then he summons Siren.
0: Right. Like, he, he goes zero to 60 pretty quick. Which makes sense, because this is a car show. Um, he summons Cyrender. Syrender is zapping at them. So they call out the VRV Robos. And you would think that at this point, they would turn into um, VRV Robo. Oh, sorry, they called out the VRV Machines. You would think that they would combine into VRV Robo. But Kiosuke says, actually, hang on a second. All of our vehicles can transform into like individual humanoid fighters. Let's do that instead. Like, we won't be able to do our big attack, but we don't want to kill Signalman. We just, what we want to do is tire him out. Because if we exhaust him by annoying him with five robots, he's going to get so tired, and he's going to be so thirsty. And then we can get him with the soda.
1: And, uh, yeah, well, if it sounds dumb, but it works... Cause that's definitely what they right, do. Right, the, the soundtrack uh, gets
0: a little Benny Hill, like as they're doing this, like it's de- like the show knows a that it's good being goofy. For this part,
1: and uh, yeah, so they just they just sort of blanket beat signal Man until he's he's too tired to do anything, and he's like, wait, 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 time out, just time. I'm calling time. I'm gonna rest on this building. And it's just a great shot. <laughs> he's just he's so, like the torso of Cy is just sort of like leaning head down on this. A high-rise building um and as he is as he's there Kyosuke busts out of the roof access dressed as like a like a baseball park vendor
0: yeah with like the and tray strapped like, to his chest
1: yeah and he's like hey there like hey there friend you look thirsty would you enjoy a refreshing soda and sigma like actually yeah i would that sounds great
0: I'm so thirsty <laughs>
1: So he does, and he drinks this refreshing soda. I am very curious as to what flavor this soda is, because my default soda is that sort of like, you know, uh, artificial caramel color soda, and that doesn't seem to be the case. He's like, "This is a soda," and then it's just like a clear beverage, which was weird to maybe me. Maybe it's maybe it's um, the
0: uncola, Dave.
1: Could be. Maybe it's Crystal Pepsi. It's definitely not Crystal Pepsi. It's
0: definitely not. I, I, would, would the time period have been right? When was Crystal Pepsi?
1: 96? Maybe. Like, it's right, it's right around there. Maybe it's maybe it's a Snapple Elements Rain, the best flavor.
0: I did like the rain, but the elements weren't uh, carbonated.
1: Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. So anyways, uh, he does, he downs this soda, and, man, sorry, by the way, if you ever want to go on, like, a weird, deep nostalgia dive, there's, like, a lot of the internet, internet that is dedicated to people trying to recreate uh, bevies from the 90s, like, kids' beverages from the 90s, and it's real good. So, anyways... I
0: miss the Snapple elements. I know that we should be talking about this so television no, show,
1: yeah, they brought them back and they're garbage now. They're in like a metal can. I think you can still get no, a metal can. No, dude, those metal
0: cans, that was like the last gasp before they were discontinued. The the elements have okay. not existed in 15 years, probably.
1: Yeah, well, the snap. The rain was um, like, it was just, it was real, real good. Like it tasted more like water than water did. It tasted like a, some sort of like platonic ideal of water in my mind. It might not be as good as I'm remembering Meteor, it, but, uh Meteor remember was
0: really that. good. I think that was the dragon fruit one.
1: Yeah, that was good. Uh, so anyways, he <laughs> they do, they get a signal man to drink through his like plastic molded mouth. They get him to drink this soda and he burps and it, I got to hand it to Dapu. He was right. It could, totally works. Like the, he changes color and uh, even Syrender changes colors too. He's back to normal and then he's like wait but like my family and i think it's yuko says like no worries, signal man we have sent soda to planet police too because apparent because apparently they don't have pop on planet police
0: i don't know man maybe they're more of a maybe they're more of a high sea planet um and we see this cutaway of Sigtaro like in his sickbed being given the restorative power of cola, or uncola, I guess uh, and he burps and he's like hey my throat doesn't feel bad anymore so all all of that planet is being healed by soda so he's like okay well my my family's okay now and guys I'm I'm really sorry I, I feel really bad about this whole thing
1: yeah, like genuinely, I just yeah, can't can't tell you how bad I feel about all this. And they're like, "Dude,
0: like it's you're all right. Fine. It's fine. This cool. is a superhero show. Someone was bound to be mind-controlled eventually." Um and then like we cut down to the ground and BB Koya is just still sitting there watching them cuz he just like sat down and started watching them when Signalman showed up. And so Moda shows up. He's like, "Hey. What are you doing?" Like, you have to fight them now. <laughs> like, like Signalman's not going to do it for you. So here, eat this emo Deal with this problem.
1: This is, this to me was like really weird and harsh. Because at this point, I feel like Zelmoda knows that there's just no way that BB Koya can win this fight. Like, this is, he is literally just sending BB Koya to die. No. Like, this would be an ideal moment for him to be like, all right, dude, like, let's retreat. Like, we can try again next week. Like, yeah, like, back to to Barbarian. And instead he's like, no, dude, eat the emu Yukon. Like, go to your death. Like, I witness you.
0: (laughs) He does also give a piece of emu Yukon to the last remaining space bee. So we get the we get the giant BB Koya, and we also get a giant space bee, which I think is really interesting because you never see the giant robots fighting like a weird pestering flying thing. Like it doesn't last yeah. long, but I thought it was interesting.
1: It was. Well, okay, so it it first it's a little it seems pretty one-sided. then they the bee kind of gets into full play and that's that's a good shot. Um. Then, BB Koya gets a little too focused on one opponent. He gets too because he actually he wraps Cyrender up in like some cool vines and is like electrocuting him. But then, uh, VRV Robo just like sneaks up behind and sucker punches him. And then that's that's pretty much. I it. I mean, if you were so distracted um,
0: that you can let something the size of VRV Robo sneak up behind you, like,
1: well, yeah, but he's also very large at the moment. And then he does well. <laughs> He starts, he turns around and he sees VRV Robo, and VRV Robo has, like, summoned his Vulcan cannons, and BB Koya's plan to deal with this is just, like, a full charge, like a frontal charge, uh, which is possibly the least effective tactic when facing twin Gatling cannons.
0: I'm not gonna say it was a good idea, but to be fair, no one's tried it before, and everyone else died, so... Who knows, man? <laughs> There's been a bunch of dumb, stupid plans in this episode. Some of them have worked. This one could have. It, it very clearly <laughs> didn't, but it might have.
1: Man, every time I see uh, VRV Robo bust that move out, all I can think about is Gundam Heavy Arms and how awesome it is. Well, Gundam Heavy Arms is awesome. Yeah, it's very, very good. I remember at the time thinking Death Scythe. Was the best, but uh, as I've gotten older, I'm like, Death Scythe Gundam is a bit edgelordy. Like, <laughs> Gundam Heavy Arms is is the clear winner here. So we go from there to um, Ichitaru. And is at Koban base, and he is looking at his graffiti about how he hates Signal Man, and he's just sort of he's he's feeling some kind of way about it. I'm not entirely sure, but it's not positive. And then Signal Man shows up. And Ichitaru sees it. Now, remember, the last time Ichitaru saw Signalman, uh, Man was a villain and was trying to hurt... Or he was kind of using him as bait to to get the car rangers. And so Ichitaru doesn't run, but he does sort of, like, take a big couple of steps back and a duck behind a wall. And Signal Man, I think, must not remember. Yeah, he doesn't remember, because he talks to the rangers and he's like, what am I doing here? So he doesn't remember, but he sees Ichitaru, and he's like, hey, bud, like... Great to see you. Like, Koban base is a mess. Like, let's get this cleaned up.
0: And he goes into Koban and then, base uh, and he gets, like, a cartoonishly rickety broom and mop. Uh, and, and and there's just, like, tons of dust, like, falling out of the base onto his head. And, it, like, and it's it's very clearly, like, being done in a comic. Like, he is not purposely doing it comically, but the show is presenting it comically on purpose, if that makes sense. And after like a few seconds of watching this Ichitaru he's like oh right my bud okay like let's do this thing and he goes over and he like picks up a scrub brush and he starts scrubbing off like he's cleaning generally but he's specifically like scrubbing off his graffiti about how much he hates signal man And I don't think that signal man ever saw the graffiti now that I'm thinking about it I think that Ichitaru got to it in time
1: uh yeah, like there's a spot where you maybe could have seen it and politely ignored it, but
0: and that and like the the car rangers all well, I mean in their ordi their guys as an ordinary citizen, uh they all roll up and they're like oh man look at these two it's so good to see them together like this again, um I mean single man does not then. Go back to his home planet to check on his son who's just gotten out of the hospital. But it is, you know, he's hanging out with Jitaro again, and that's cool too.
1: <laughs> so we go from there, and uh, we've got just a little bit left. Um, we see Dapu, he's at the base, and he's like, Oh my gosh, this is like an evil force I've never seen before. What's going on? And then we go to the BB Saloon, and they're like, We'll get you next time, gadget. Uh, and then we go to uh, Signal Man, and he's like, "Everything is cool." And then we get our big gold Space Boy again, and we still have basically no idea what's going on with him, aside from the fact that he says, "Next time, like, I'll take over the Earth with my own
0: power." Right? Like, turning Signal Man turned out to not to work. So next time, I'm gonna do it all on my own. Wah ha 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 ha. I will get him next time, Gadget. I mean, he doesn't say that. That's a different show. That was That's from Inspector Gadget, a cartoon show about a cyborg detective and his niece. And, and their, and their dog. dog.
1: It's a very good show. There were two feature-length films, which were probably not very good, but I haven't actually seen uh, them. Voiced, so voiced the by question... Don
0: Adams, uh, a.k.a. Maxwell Smart from Get Smart.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Good old Don Adams. Anyway, Doctor
0: Claw, of course, was voiced by me in high school when I did that impression a lot.
1: You do do a very good Doctor Claw impersonation, though.
0: I'll get you next
1: time, Gadget. Yeah. Now, so listen, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, but if you haven't, that's just that's spot on. Like that's really. I, I how can't it's remember sounds. if we've
0: talked about this on the uh, show before. I used to. Um, no, I never did it when I was, like, actually working the drive-thru at Starbucks, but I did used to have this, like, long extended bit about Dr. Claw going through the Starbucks drive-thru and ordering and being, like, very indecisive, but I did it all in the Dr. Claw voice. It was very fun, but by the end of it, my throat was just raw. Because you can only talk like this for so long before it really starts to grate on your throat and the ears of the people around you.
1: It does sound cool, but it also, like, I can hear my throat getting, my throat hurts
0: yeah, while yeah, you yeah. do it. Anyway, that's it for this episode. But it's not, of course, that it for our episode, Dave, because we need to determine where B.B. Koya lands in the Creature Royale.
1: I don't have, like, a, uh... I can't quite put my finger on it, but he's got a very similar energy in my mind to ZZ Curie, the kimchi yeah, line. Yeah,
0: I get that, because he's another one of those, um, bozo who seem a lot more interested in whatever their gimmick is than the actual act of villainy.
1: Yeah, um, I love, like, I love his plan. Love his bees. Like, he... I love his giant space bees, and I love his plan, and I love that he like had a whole movie fight in his head that he like super won, and then got in a real fight and yes. very definitely lost. <laughs> I'm really think, identify with not. that. So, <laughs> so I think I would put him like I'd put him above ZZ Uh If we had seen, ooh, Guri did have like an amazing fight on top of, like, an exploding belt that they had strapped to RV Robo.
0: Oh, that is true. God,
1: yeah, okay,
0: I think... Yeah, he piloted RV Robo for a bit.
1: Okay, I think maybe actually... I was gonna say that I liked uh, this dude more. I think I maybe actually... But he's got space bees. He does have
0: space bees. I like him more than the, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? F.F.
1: Oh, F.F. Manchori, the scandal photographer. Yeah, like, it's really, is he good? I I feel like it's, is he going to go right above or right below Zizigiri? I, I
0: I would put him right below, personally.
1: Okay, so he's going to go right below Zizi and there he is, the new spot number 144, BB Koya, the gardener.
0: Yes, and that finally is going to do it for another episode of Licensed to Car Ranger. Uh, before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at super sentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at super sentai bros. Uh, Dave, if people want to get in touch with you to uh, get a hold of the playtest for Go Sentai Heroes, your. Uh, tabletop Super Sentai role-playing game that you're developing, how would they do that?
1: Uh, if you just email me at gosentaiheroes at gmail.com, uh, I will get the rules out to you. I am in a little bit, I'm crazy busy right now, I'm in a little bit of a stall, um, but I'm very excited about getting back to uh, to working on it in earnest in a little bit. Right on.
0: Um, well, uh, if you like the show, folks, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on there, and that would be swell of you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can find them all at retrogradeorbitradio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.